0: Welcome to Dragon Football Weekly. I'm Tucker Green alongside Jess Walker. want to thank you for tuning in this week. Our show, of course, always brought to you by Appalachian Gun Range, located off Highway 108 and 53. Coming off a bye week for the Pickens Dragons. Uh, opened up uh, region play a week ago Friday uh, against uh, Lumpkin County on the road. Uh, we uh, did not fare well. Had a first uh, had a loss to open a region play, Jess, but, uh, the road trip experience itself, uh, was, you know, pretty accommodating for us. It was,
1: uh, we enjoy, like I said, we've had a, uh, had a week in between, so I don't want to spend, um, a great deal of time on the game, not only, uh, because it was not a very competitive game, just because uh, most people have been filled in one way or another, whether it be by word of mouth or uh, social media, that sort of thing. By now on what went down, um, we did, like you said, lose the opener 42-7 to to Lumpkin County. Um, We didn't really know what to expect from Lumpkin County, though we've mentioned several times they started off the season uh, as – Predicted to be towards the bottom of the totem pole in the region. They have uh, certainly dispelled those expectations and have have came out with uh, quite a strong start of the season. They were undefeated going into our matchup with them. Uh, We we knew they kind of had a three-headed monster as far as offensively who they played through. Quarterback Cooper Scott, running back Mason Sullins, and uh, receiver Cal Faulkner, And, and that certainly proved true in the game. I know that uh, you and I, who of those three, who would you say you felt most impressed by?
0: Well, I, I think one thing that stood out to me was the quarterback, his, what would I say? His stature. His stature, yes. He, uh, he, he looked almost, I don't want to say stocky, but almost to a degree he did. He didn't look he was just very large. He was he was a massive presence in the backfield, but not necessarily the physicality you would kind of expect in a quarterback per se. But. Uh, he was not limited uh, either uh, mobility-wise or anything else. So um, I, I was impressed by his play.
1: He did. He had a great game. Uh, I was going to go with, with Faulkner, an uh, incredible athlete, had a had a huge game. Statistically, I would say, left his imprint on the game more so than, than any of the three, uh, even though they all had impressive games. Faulkner finished with 10 catches, 209 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he had both of the touchdowns, or sorry, two of the three touchdowns early in the, in the first half and then added, added a couple in the second half, I misspoke. He had the uh, one in the first half, added a couple kind of when the game was out of hand in the second half. Uh, Mason Sullins, we've kind of left him out of, of this, but he also went for over 100 yards in the touchdown himself so they, they've got a really good nucleus with those three guys. Uh, statistically for Pickens, we only got one touchdown on the board. Uh, came early. Caden Hampton scored in the first quarter. Looked like it might be tight for a little bit. I think a pivotal moment in the game was right before halftime when the Dragons had a turnover on downs at, at the five. That could have made it a one-score game going into the half. They never really recovered for that. Um, and then I'll add another um, – performance we were both glad to see I think was 89 yards out of Miguel Salto he was he was big factor last season and haven't heard a whole lot from him so that was a good sign of optimism as we continue through region play
0: yeah I was really pleased to see they were able to utilize him offensively really for the first time we've seen this season because he was such a a presence last year um, for the team and um, one that we began to kind of early were caught off guard last year, being he was a sophomore at the time. But uh, he really had a, had a presence in the backfield for the Dragons. And I hope they continue to utilize him as the season progresses. Um, yeah, I think before
1: we jump, I think one of the main reasons we haven't seen him as much is because so many names, we mentioned it several times in the broadcast, have carried the ball this year. Like Landon Pool, freshman, has been getting a lot of activity. And the depth of that position is maybe why he hasn't stood out as much. But I think he may kind of take the lead role as Bell cow as we move on through the season.
0: I agree. Two things I want to point on real quick before we move on. I think Lumpkin's a real deal. Uh, salute to them, uh, and that program, the turnaround they've had, they have been much needed. You know, we were kind of complimenting folks as we left. Uh the press box, they had very nice accommodations, very nice facilities, probably that was my second point. Probably the nicest stadium I I can remember us visiting. When you can, we can get your opinion on that. But uh, uh, as we were leaving, you know, a lot of lot of it's about times coming from their fans because they have been in uh, just almost despair as a program for quite some time. So it's nice to see the excitement they have up there. They've earned it, and and that those players and coaches you can tell are working hard. They they looked uh, impressive uh, two weeks ago. They did.
1: I, I think it is safe to say that they are. On the right track, certainly, Maybe I may even be selling them a little bit short with on. The, on just saying on the right track. Uh, we will see how their season goes. I think they have a big matchup this week. They did pick up their first loss of the season last week while we were on bye I'll kind of use that uh, to transition into, into what's been going on while we've been away. How we'll start. At the top, I'll, I'll read them standings down. Dawson uh, is 2-0 of the region. They had a win over West Hall two weeks ago, a 31-0 win over White. So they have outscored their region opponents 87-7 to so far. Um, we are next on the list for them, and we will we will cover that more at the end of the show. But they are leading the region in dominant fashion. Gilmer also 2-0. They had the big upset win over Wesley in the night, we were broadcasting at Lumpkin thirty five twenty, and picked up again a win against West Hall. That's you talk about a uh, you talk about Lumpkin coming back. Gilmer's certainly on the on the same track Absolutely. as well. Uh, big coaching hire. A couple years ago, they 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 kind of saw a little bit of that optimism last year, but this year have seen uh, much more fruit being uh, born from that from that hire of Coach Paul Standard Wesleyan who who had that upset loss of them, got back at 500 with a win over Lumpkin, 28-14 last week. That one was uh, in Wesleyan. It was interesting to see maybe that trip up to Gilmer, kind of a long trip for them. Maybe they underestimated Gilmer a little bit because they were definitely the favorite going in and one of the favorites to, to win the region. So that took a lot of people by shock, them picking up that win. Over Lumpkin puts both those teams at one and one ourselves and White both at 0-1. White we mentioned had that loss to Dawson and they were off week one and Westall has has got some work to do at 0-2. So right now breaking that down again you've got Dawson and Gilmer at 2-0, Wesleyan and Lumpkin at 1-1, Pickens and White at 0-1 and, and then West down at the bottom at 0-2. Yeah
0: and I think um, we're going to get more probably into region play later in the show but I think we are beginning to get a little bit better lay of the land one thing I help think helped a little was while we were on the bye week that Wesley and Lumpkin game because uh, when we were at Lumpkin we had that uh, Wesleyan losing to Gilmer which had the question to us is Wesleyan going to be one of the bottom tiers of the region they were able to bounce back on the road against uh, uh, a good Lumpkin team so that we had troubles with ourselves. So I I would say they're not going to be at the bottom tier, but they're certainly not going to be the top tier like we thought going into the season.
1: I I won't say they're going to be top two necessarily. I still think they may be better than Gilmer. Um, From reports of someone at the game we had, his point of view was Wesleyan is larger and more physical, more athletic. And Gilmer played the game of football better that night. They executed better. Um, So I still think Wesleyan is is maybe – maybe they tripped up a little bit week one. Now, they certainly – they won by two scores over Lumpkin certainly wasn't convincing but I what I kind of think more so than them not being at the top tier is maybe that that top tier is more crowded than than I initially had with it being just Dawson and Wesleyan that maybe maybe Dawson might be up there by themselves and then we've got kind of a 1B which might include Wesleyan Gilmer and and Lumpkin is kind of how it's looking right now we will get a better idea uh, of course after this week's matchups.
0: We'll have a better idea then. We'll have a better idea about this week's matchup for the Pickens Dragons on the road Friday night at Dawson. Of course, we will have live coverage of that beginning with the Northside pregame show at 7 p.m. as well as kickoff at 7.30. You can listen to us at 101 excuse me, 93. seven and 98. one FM or streaming online. And, of course, you can listen to our podcast all season long, wherever you listen to podcasts, simply by streaming Dragon Football Weekly. When uh, we get back from this commercial break, excited to have the athletic director uh, for Pickens High School, Chris Williams, be joining us for the first time this season. Of course, he has uh, a big hand in what goes on for the entire department, but also uh the football team and and uh, he has a little personal connection there with uh, his son uh, isaiah being uh, one of the stars for the dragons so look forward uh Jess, that we get to sit down with him uh on the return here from this commercial break
1: yeah i'm excited uh, mainly to hear about the role um we'll have a lot to talk about with him i have always been you know, interested in what all athletic director entails you know we've had several different um, ways that they have operated here in, in pickens county for a long time it was a secondary position where where you held another position in the school system and then for a brief period of time if if i'm not mistaken we had the standalone athletic director was their full-time yeah. job district-wide position yes and it has it has reverted back to where it, chris is only responsible for pickens high school correct correct okay gotcha yeah so um obviously i've got some questions there
0: and uh, looking forward to hearing them It'll be good. We'll have him on air uh, on the other side of this commercial. Stay with us. Thanks for tuning in to Dragon Football Weekly. Appalachian Gun Range in Jasper
2: is proud to be in Pickens County. They have a modern and spacious facility that's known for being one of the best ranges in Georgia. Some say it's the best they've ever visited. Appalachian Gun Range offers three levels of yearly memberships, plus daily rates with discounts for military, first responders, folks over 60, and children under 15. They offer safety and instruction classes too. Appalachian Gun Range, just off the 515 at Highway 108 in Jasper.
3: Feed all the hungry People in your family at Culver's of Jasper. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Jasper is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Jasper, just
4: in front of Walmart. Dr. Matthew Camp at Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology welcomes Dr. Charles Newcomer to his Jasper office. Dr. Newcomer is a trained optometrist who can do regular eye exams and handle most common eye problems. Of course, Dr. Camp is still available for more complex eye problems. Dr. Matthew Camp, and now Dr. Charles Newcomer welcomes you to Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology behind the racetrack on Interstate South Drive just off 515 in Jasper. Call 678-454-7329.
0: Welcome back to Dragon Football Weekly, presented by Appalachian Gun Range. Tucker Green alongside Jess Walker. And now we're excited to be joined in studio by uh, Pickens High School Athletic Director Chris Williams. Appreciate you coming on.
5: Thank you. Appreciate
0: the invitation. Tell us a little, um, I know you've been in this role, don't quote me, let's see how uh, good my memory is. Two years? roughly yes roughly two years uh, AP at the high school and handling athletics there at the high school only I believe yes, tell us a little about the, the role duties kind of some of the things um, in your uh, repertoire so to speak
5: well in the situation that I'm in like you mentioned being assistant principal am working athletics uh, I deal a lot with discipline issues attendance issues things of that nature uh, some of the I help with the safety as well as uh, the buses and Basically, we all just chip in and try to do you know a little bit of everything. But when it comes to athletics, I'm very fortunate. I have an assistant, Miss Sonia Gossett, uh, who handles a great deal of the uh, paperwork for me and uh, does a real good job there. Uh, we all we handle from the high school all of the gates, the ticket gates, ticket money for the junior high as well as the high school, and we have to line up uh, you know ticket uh, gate workers and things of that nature. Also, I have to be in close contact with the Georgia High School Association when it comes to certification of coaches and the clinics and things that they have to to go through every year prior to the season beginning. Um, And it's just – every day seems to be a different adventure. Uh, I guess I'm kind of the in-between sometimes for the community and the coaches and vice versa. So um, it's, it's, it's very fun. It's something that I've always been involved in. I coached earlier on in my career. Uh, so transitioning from coaching then into the classroom and then into administration and then into uh, the direction of athletics has kind of just been a natural progression for me.
0: Yeah, you kind of touch on that some. Um, tell us a little about your history. I think maybe of interest to the fans. You yourself uh, had some success as a student athlete and, and then – Moved on, pretty long history now. Uh, I'm not trying to say you're old, but uh, you've been around a little while now, <laughs> uh, coaching and uh, different roles, even here in Pickens County, and I right. know you left for a little while and came back. Right. Tell us maybe just a little about your overall history.
5: Well, I was born and raised in uh, Fanning County. Uh, I was a graduate of uh, Fanning County High School in 1988. I was very fortunate enough to get to uh, go play at the next level uh, college football at the University of North Alabama over in the Muscle Shoals area and uh, was fortunate enough to stay there for six years and, and go through the grad school get my master's degree as well as I uh, was a graduate assistant coach uh, for the football team for a couple of years when they won their first national championship so I was very fortunate to be a part of that and that opened up a lot of doors uh, for me but the one thing I, I said I would never do is come back home, and the first thing I did was take a job at Fannin County High School. Doug Devonport called me one, one night. I was sitting in my apartment. He said, uh, do you want to teach social studies and coach football? I said, well, I hadn't really thought about coming back home. He said, well, pack your stuff. I'm going to recommend you at the next board meeting. So uh, I moved back home and spent three years at Fannin. I moved there, from there to Forsyth Central over in Cumming, Spent uh, two years there, a very successful football program and wrestling program, and then came to uh, Pickens County in 1999 and started out um, coaching for uh, Coach Loudermilk, Uh, coached football and was the head wrestling coach uh, for several years, and then just transitioned out of uh, the coaching role into uh, the classroom. I had been uh, basically involved in football since seventh grade, so in my mind, it was time to... To make a little switch uh, and then spent a couple years, two, three years in the classroom and then moved into uh, administration and then eventually become the principal in 08 of Pickens High School until 2011. Uh, And then after that, ended up in, uh, to our neighbors at the north, ended up in Gimmer County for a few years working in their alternative program there and then was fortunate enough for Mr. Wallace to become principal. Uh, here at Pickens High School, he brought me back uh, as one of his assistants, and then the, as the story goes, most of us know that uh, Chris Parker moved to a different uh, position there in the central office, which opened up the athletic director's position. So I was asked to transition into that, and I've I thoroughly enjoyed that role.
1: Yeah, I had uh, I had no idea personally you played college football, so mm-hmm. I got a little bit of insight onto you here today. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was was pickens football and that's what the show's all about uh, and what it's become over the years uh, for a long time i think that mediocrity was kind of accepted uh, there were there were peaks uh, there were some good years uh, in the early 2000s and and that sort of thing but the expectation overall in the community was not the same as it has been as it was changed in the past decade or so mostly Uh, under the leadership of Chris Parker, who you mentioned. How do you plan to maintain in your role, I I know there's only so much that you can do, but maintaining those expectations and what is your idea of success for Pickens County football?
5: Well, expectations, as we all know, is in the eye of the beholder. Um, People uh, have expectations for every level of athletics uh, that they are a fan of. Uh, but I can, you know, I can assure uh, everyone listening now uh, in the community that that uh, this program, uh, even though struggling now, uh, I firsthand have seen the the work that's been put in uh, over the last couple of years and the work that's still ongoing now. Uh, I don't know of any group that's working any harder. Uh, sometimes uh, the breaks kind of kind of punch back at you if you'll have it. Uh, but uh, but definitely the work is being put in. My job, I feel like, as athletic director, is to provide uh, the uh, the head coach, uh, in this case of football, the the tools that that he needs uh, to in his mind to try to be successful. Uh, our board has done a great job of allowing us to. Uh, have coaching positions and, and bring in different people, and, and our administration uh, at the at the high school has done a great job of allowing us. Once we find those people, uh, to not only uh, bring them on as coaches, but to allow them to teach in areas that you know that they are certified in. Um, but the expectations are only going to be higher. You know, we 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 don't want to we don't want to digress. We want to progress the best that we the best that we can. Um, you know I have a little I guess a little more of an inside into that because I have one of my own uh, that is involved uh, in the program and he gets tired of talking about it with me but uh, I stay on top of things uh, through him but also I'm you know I'm there watching what's going on I know what's going on in the weight room I know what's going on on the field I know what uh, is being told to these young student athletes, how they're you know, expected to act and conduct themselves. And, and I'm very proud of, of, of how they represent themselves and the team uh, inside the classroom and in the hallways. And, and uh, we all know not everybody every year can win a state championship, can win a region championship, can go undefeated, even though some do, but not every year. But I think our job as, number one, as administrators in the school system is to uh, produce good citizens, uh, good fathers. In this case, uh, with our football team, uh, that's going to, uh, you know, care for their family and take care of their children and and be productive members of our community. Uh, but um, the wins will come, just like some losses will. But the wins will come, even though we seem to be, uh, you know, struggling uh, at this point in time. Uh, I do really feel that uh, better days are ahead for our football program.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, glad that you spoke to more than just wins, losses, um, because the biggest change I notice is when when I was in school, when I was growing up, just the amount of attention that is put towards the football program across the board, uh, whether it be uh, people in the community or, or staff at the schools. It, it is obvious to me that, that a change came, I guess, basically kind of when you were in high school, Tucker, that uh, a lot more attention and and just kind of care went into the program that than was ever really given before I think
0: yeah no doubt you you noted that some jess when we were doing our our uh, preseason show up at Mill house and you had all those players and coaches and community members around and you you talked about for you personally, you couldn't imagine something like that taking place while you were
1: no. in school.
0: No. But yeah, I, I think there's no doubt. There's a lot of a lot of community buy-in, a lot of mm-hmm. excitement behind this team. That's uh, and that's key for anybody, whether it be football team, softball team, baseball team. You can probably speak to that more as the athletic director. I'm sure you see it every day. But that a team to have that type of support from the community mm-hmm. is crucial. I think
5: well, we're, we're very fortunate in Pickens County. We're the only show in town. Uh, and if you go up 515, it's, it's the same way. Once you get north of Canton, uh, we're all one high school counties. We're the only show in town. We start off the school year uh, as probably being, you know, the big, basically the, the second biggest crowd or third biggest crowd, if you'll have it, is, is uh, graduation at, at Piggins High School, 4th of July downtown, and Friday nights at uh, Dragon Stadium. Um, And if you look at the stadium, you see it on TV, if you're there in person, you see all those signs uh, around the stadium. That is people that have bought into the program. Same way in our gymnasium, during volleyball, our softball, baseball field around it, during basketball, all those signs. That is uh, local businesses and some individuals that have purchased uh, and paid money To show their support uh, for the program we uh, you know we not only have that but we have a lot of other fundraisers going on and people uh, anytime I ask someone to uh, participate in in specific fundraisers that we're having I never get any uh, any any pushback everybody is always ready and eager uh, to support these kids that's why I can see a big difference from the time I came through in the late 80s until now uh, the type of equipment and things that our student athletes have across the board, especially the type of facilities. I can assure you without a doubt we have, if not the best, one of the best um, athletic facilities as a whole in the whole state of Georgia. Uh, I've been fortunate enough over the last couple of years to get to travel around um, while we were in the playoffs, and we kept progressing there to be able to go and see these different sites or different schools, Uh, and the facilities that they have and um, very few match uh, what we have here in Pickens County and that's something to be proud of that's something that I thank the taxpayers for and and members of our community because we are really uh, very very fortunate
0: on on that topic one last thing I thought of while you were talking about that I think the only thing to weigh, and I'm interested to get your thoughts on this I think not necessarily a negative but just part of with that additional support and with that additional buy-in from the community, though, I would say that does come with increased expectations, too, for these teams, probably maybe even more than there used to be. When when you have more of a spotlight on you, when you have more buy-in, then the pressure there is a little more that you need to perform for the, for the people that are supporting you.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. People, you know, they don't want to uh, – throw money away, so to speak. Well, uh, None of us want to do that, but even though they know it's for the kids and trying to support the kids, there is a level of expectation there uh, for us to, to be successful. Um, the, only, the only thing I can see uh, there is through my experience, about 28 years now being in, in small communities, it tends to, um, to come in waves. It's very, very hard in any sporting uh, activity for it to be consistently on top uh, when you again are the only show in town and, and it depends on the economy a lot of times uh, people moving in people moving out uh, trying to find work to support their families um, and it's, it's I, I guess that's why you would say our, uh, our total student population for the county ha- kind of has some ebbs and flows to it as well. Uh, and uh, you know we see bigger classes come through and like right now our, uh, our freshman class is our biggest class on campus. Uh, you know sophomores, juniors, and seniors are, are a little bit, little bit lower so we'll see that tide begin to rise and then I think down the road there's a little bit of a drop you know as well in some of our student populations in the middle school so it definitely ebbs and flows.
0: Appreciate that insight you've been able to provide us as AD. On the other side of this quick commercial break, we're going to get uh, a different perspective from you. Uh, your view from as a football parent. So stay with us on Dragon Football Weekly.
3: The word community means everything to the people of Community Bank of Pickens County. Community is much more than a name to the owners and staff. They're proud to be the area's only locally owned and operated bank and have a staff that lives in our area. They've continued to offer in-person service at both of their full service locations, while also offering you the latest online banking technology. Community Bank of Pickens County, saying
4: go Dragons during this 22 football season. Member FDIC. Did you know that Piedmont Mountainside offers major services including obstetrics and gynecology, cardiac rehabilitation, pacemaker implantation, and diagnostic cardiac catheterization? In their specialty clinic, they offer nephrology, pain services, and pediatric cardiology. Piedmont has outpatient imaging centers that provide CT scans, X-ray, MRI, nuclear medicine, and ultrasound. Their surgical services include general, podiatry, spine, vascular, and many more. To learn more, go to piedmontmountainside.org. Piedmont, real change lives here.
3: Pueblo Cantina is Jasper's best Mexican restaurant. Local folks know they use only fresh ingredients and serve a wide variety of freshly made dishes. Restaurants come and go, but Pueblo Cantina has been open since 1997. Lunch or dinner, seven days a week. Come to Jasper's best Mexican restaurant, Pueblo Cantina, 25 Luke Carver Drive at 53 and 515 Jasper. Go Dragons!
0: Welcome back now on Dragon Football Weekly, brought to you by Appalachian Gun Range. Still sitting here with uh, Athletic Director Chris Williams, getting his insight uh, uh, into what the football program is. And we've uh, we've learned a lot in the last few minutes here, Jess.
1: Yeah, we have. It's been really insightful for me. Uh, and uh, good to hear some of the points that, that I feel personally reflected by uh, Chris as Athletic Director. And uh, it's, it's good for me as a member of the community as it was uh, – Uh, orchestrator of this of this show this podcast but we'll we'll switch gears a little bit um your son isaiah tied in for the team what what can you tell us we'll start with personally about about him about i know uh college is uh Career is potentially in his future. He plans on it being his future. Uh, maybe provide us a little bit of behind the scenes into that, and then I kind of want to talk about his his age group as a whole. Uh, they've had some success in their in their younger years, but we'll we'll start with uh, specifically Isaiah and, and uh, what you guys have experienced. a Little behind the scenes look into that.
5: Well, putting on the dad hat for just a minute, um, it's 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 been a it's been a fun ride. It really has. Um, it's hard. I won't say it's hard, but I want to make sure that uh, when I'm trying to carry out my, all my duties that I have to do for um, you know, or as athletic director, that that I keep those things separate. And and I believe to this point, you know, I've been able to do so. But I have been very fortunate, um, even when I first came back, I was not AD, was assistant principal. I was able to help. Coach this age group at the junior high uh, in seventh and eighth grade uh, football. Got to coach along uh, Coach Parker one year after he'd already moved away from being the head football coach, and and work with uh, Kobe Shaw uh, over there as well. So that that was really really uh, fun for me. Most dads don't get to do that, so I'm very fortunate to to do so. But. Um, Isaiah Williams is my son, and uh, been very fortunate to uh, tag along with him, so to speak, to to several different places, uh, to uh, go to football camps, and spend a lot of quality father-son time that that we don't normally get uh, during the uh, regular school year, if you'll have it. But uh, yeah, we uh, things are going going pretty good as far as that goes for him. He's he's been to. This summer we went to the University of Georgia, we went to the University of Kentucky, went to the University of Louisville, uh, ended up at the Kennesaw State towards the end of the summer. And then a very exciting moment for me was, uh, it was really kind of surreal, we went back or went to uh, the University of North Alabama football camp right before school started, that was my alma mater. Uh, and to go on campus and see how things have changed since I was there was first of all very shocking for me. but. Uh, to see my son come out of the locker room in a University of North Alabama football jersey and go out and go through camp and go through drills and run around on the same field that I was on 1988 through basically 93 uh, while I was still coaching was a real proud papa moment uh, for me, and, and that's something that I'll always have. Whether, you know, if he, if, if he gets to go somewhere and play ball, that's great. If he doesn't, that's great as well. The number one thing I've always pushed for him is education. And uh, get that degree if he chooses to do so. Again, you know, it's, once they get to a certain age, you got to let them kind of go their own way. But uh, I've, I've pushed that. So, but if he, I want to make, uh, you know, every opportunity available for him, can, I can, as far as athletically, as well as these, any of these other kids. Uh, we've had several go off to camp and do, do different things on their own. And I've tried to point them in, in the right direction and give them as much uh, insight from my end that I possibly can
1: yeah that is uh I, I think a lot of people be interested to hear that sort of thing uh, there's so much that goes on with with recruits and I, I do think we talked about how pickens county has changed um coaches that we've that we've had recent years do so much a better job of, of getting those players exposure um then, you know we used to be like small town not a lot of exposure you had to be extremely talented to gain that exposure. And I'm not trying to say that these kids are not talented, but it is a lot easier to get out there with, with social media and, and that sort of thing in today's age. Exactly,
5: if I may interrupt there, that's that's definitely a big point now, and it's a big push for kids to have a positive social media uh, account or a footprint, if you'll have it. Uh, they always stress that these camps that we go to, you use your real name or your jersey number along with your real name, no made-up names, No. Nothing that would seem to be, you know, weird or or, or, or out of range there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all gone digital. When I when I first started playing high school ball, it was 35-millimeter reel-to-reel uh, with a little clicker machine that, you know, that we projected up on a bed sheet. Then we went to the VHS tapes, and while I was all through college, that was my job as a grad assistant was doing a lot of work with film and, and all that. But now there's a uh, program called Huddle which basically every athletic event that we have can be downloaded to that. we're very fortunate in our athletic department is we have what's called an athletic director's huddle account. So every sport can upload their film to huddle and it's very easily accessible to people they give access to. So there's no more Saturday morning film swaps for football or anything like that. They just give them permission on their computer, and they sit there and they download the film, and, and there's a lot of tools there that our different sports use to break down practice, to break down games, um, anything that they uh, need to do. It's definitely going, definitely going digital. I don't see it as you know going as big time as maybe some of your college programs, but uh, a little caveat onto that: when we visit, visited the University of Georgia this summer. Uh, a gentleman took me into the training room and showed me the computer chips that they put on the shoulder pads of of each student athlete from day one of practice and from every rep they take in their entire four years, five years, however long they're there is recorded in a database so they know what point of exertion that these student athletes are putting forth in each rep so if they're not given all that they think they should be given they can go back it's all data driven and they can say, hey, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. And it's the same thing in the weight room. It was amazing to me. Every rep that a Georgia uh, Bulldog football player takes from the time they walk on campus is in a database. Wow. So it's it's amazing.
0: That, that is incredible. The, uh, I also know y'all took a, I, I saw some photos, y'all took a cool trip, looked like to Virginia Tech. Yeah, like, sir, they had I've, a game weekend, I think. Not
5: to mention that. We went, to, Isaiah was invited up, uh, long story short, last spring he went to. Uh, a uh, football camp and won uh, MVP for the tight end group and, and a guy at, at Virginia, one of the assistant coaches of, at Virginia Tech, saw him and communicated with him some and then um, invited us up to the Boston College game this fall. That was Virginia Tech's opening home game for the season. Uh, we were very fortunate to go up there and visit it. Um, if you guys saw that on TV, that is probably the most exciting pregame Running out of the tunnel that that you will see, we got the inner sand man going and the fireworks going off, and and uh, we I kept seeing T-shirts up there that said "Fear the Orange," and then when we got into the stadium, if anybody saw that on TV, about ninety percent of all the fans were dressed in that burnt orange color that they have, and they go to jumping up and down, and that stadium went to rocking, and we had to our left all the ROTC guys going crazy. So we were in the south end zone, and and it was a it was a great time. Uh, you know we. Uh, it was hard to take it all in, but they, it was a first-class deal. They brought us in. They had a big uh, you know, uh, dinner uh, for all the recruits. There was 145 recruits there that day. It was the biggest recruiting crowd they'd had in a while. And and we were very fortunate to get to speak with the tight ends coach, spend a little time talking with the head coach. And uh, it, was, it was a very good experience. Uh, and, again, I tried to tell him, tried to tell all student athletes, if it doesn't work out you don't get to play at the next level if you get opportunity to make these trips and go to these places and visit by all means do so because that's something that you'll always have in your memory bank of what you got to experience and uh, and the things that you got to see so
0: yeah no doubt. I I was about to say no matter what comes of it or not I know those are memories father son y'all will uh y'all will never forget so that's that's really cool stuff well We've really enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, There's been a lot of great insight uh, uh, about overall athletics and your history and the role you play, uh, important role you play, and uh, the football team as well, of course, which is our main focus, but uh, also excited, too, about the uh, future for your son and see what comes him and, and these other players. There's several... Uh, kind of in that group, uh, Striker, Marcus Pike, oh, Isaiah, a uh, lot of talented young guys. And, and I know it's always exciting for me and Jess to kind of see uh, uh, what what happens, what comes of these guys in the future. I know it is for you too, I'm sure. So, uh, But we appreciate you coming on, appreciate all you do, and uh, look forward to uh, the rest of the season, seeing uh, how the Dragons progress here in uh, region play.
5: Absolutely. Uh, Folks, please come out to uh, Dawson County High School this weekend. This Friday night at 730. Uh, We're looking forward to good weather, hopefully, and have a good crowd and uh, let our kids uh, try it one more time.
0: On the other side of the break, we'll have Outlook for that game against uh, Dawson County. Stay with us on Dragon Football Weekly.
2: With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Appalachian Gun Range in Jasper is proud to be in Pickens County. They have a modern and spacious facility that's known for being one of the best ranges in Georgia. Some say it's the best they've ever visited. Appalachian Gun Range offers three levels of yearly memberships, plus daily rates with discounts for military, first responders, folks over 60, and children under 15. They offer safety and instruction classes too. Appalachian Gun Range, just off the 515 at Highway 108 in Jasper. Dr.
4: Matthew Campbell that Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology welcomes Dr. Charles Newcomer to his Jasper office. Dr. Newcomer is a trained optometrist who can do regular eye exams and handle most common eye problems. Of course, Dr. Camp is still available for more complex eye problems. Dr. Matthew Camp and now Dr. Charles Newcomer welcomes you to Georgia Mountain Ophthalmology behind the racetrack on Interstate South Drive just off 515 in Jasper. Call 678-454-7329.
0: Back now on Dragon Football Weekly, brought to you by Appalachian Gun Range. Jess, that was a really great opportunity for us to sit down with Chris Williams for the first time this season and get an insight uh, into him personally that I think maybe some of the fans didn't know, some things you didn't know about him, but also his role in the athletic department, kind of his feelings on where the team is to a degree and and what's to come in the future. But I really enjoyed the opportunity we had to kind of rack his brain for a little while.
1: Yeah, I learned a lot about the role itself. I learned – Kind of a little inside look at what a, a college visit is, and uh, interesting stuff there. And we we love having uh, Coach Myers on, but we want to provide uh, options, I guess, some variety for for you listeners. Uh, we we enjoy the having the amount of listeners we have. Are happy to have them, and we want to kind of keep things mixed up and provide uh, something a-, a little different every now and then rather than uh, same old same so uh, when we get the opportunity to have someone like Chris on to to provide a fresh look and a, a fresh show every week we- we're going to take it- our time to do that and I enjoyed it
0: exactly right now back to football itself Uh, give a little preview around the region what uh, some of the key matchups to watch this upcoming Friday
1: so this week we'll start off uh, West Hall gets a much much needed off week after their 0-2 start the other two matchups aside from us I, I'll start with the, with the one that I do not think is the marquee matchup, uh, not to take anything away from it. We've got Wesleyan at White. They are eight-point favorites by Massey. Uh, Wesleyan, I think I think both these teams need this win. Uh, White really got beat up on by Dawson in, in their first week in action last week, so they are they're currently zero wins in the region, and they were a team that was expected to be in the playoff picture. Uh, they need this win. I don't know that it, if, that they will get it. I am still pretty high on Wesley, and I think that will show after they go to White. Again, though, it is a long trip for them. We saw them struggle on that long trip to Gilmer, So we'll see if they can back up uh, that they're favorited in this matchup and kind of how they were favored in the preseason. Now, what I think is the highlight of the week is lumpkin county at gilmer uh, gilmer still undefeated in the region they had the big win over the westland had kind of cruised over west hall last week uh, these two teams i kind of view as is, is pretty equal gilmer is is favored by three so that kind of shows there as well i think them having the home field will be an advantage i think them having a, a in the second year under their coach will pay some dividends to uh, you know, Lumpkin, Coach Heath Webb doing a great job there, but just having an entire season under your belt with that team uh, can show up at time to time. I, I do like them in this matchup as as well, but I think it will be tight.
0: We'll be providing uh, score updates on Friday night from around the region. Ourselves as far as our crew, will be in Dawsonville Friday night with the uh, Northside Hospital pregame show at 7, uh, kickoff at 7.30. Again, 93.7, one FM, uh, streaming online. Big region matchup against an opponent uh, the high school team hasn't seen, doesn't see a whole lot. Uh, that about to change uh, with the new region alignments, and so now a, a region foe, despite uh, proximity and despite uh, – pretty regular opponent in the youth teams as well as uh, middle school league a team uh, I don't have the uh, research right off top of my head I'll I'll work to have that for you during the pregame show on Friday but uh, I'm not sure the last time Pickens high school football team played Dawson I know we would play them some we would see them on the basketball court some other things but uh, I don't recall a time when we've played them in football and uh, Dawson itself had a pretty strong program particularly in the last uh, decade or so Jess
1: yeah, we will uh, have all the head-to-heads and, and that sort of thing in, in the north side pregame for you. But, uh, yes, uh, very, very strong program in, in the recent history. Uh, strong program currently. We talked about how they've outscored the opponents 87-7 to uh, this season. They haven't missed the playoffs since 2014. Uh, that includes quarterfinal appearance, and only one of those uh, playoff appearances did they have a first-round exit. So in nearly all of those, they have won at least one game. And that's what's really hard to do. I mean, to, to make the playoffs, I shouldn't act like it's an easy task, but you, you got to be, in in our region this year, you got to be top four out of seven. So technically, you just need to be middle of the road to make it. Uh, Dawson is not only making it, they're they're winning games when they get there. Uh, all this is being done under Coach Sid Maxwell, has a ton of experience. He's been a head coach since 1994, did a lot of his time at Sequoia. He was there from 94 to 08. I believe he started up the Lambert program uh, in uh, Forsyth County there, the Lambert Longhorns. He was there from 09 to 2013. I want to say he was their uh, first head coach. That's, you know, don't fact check me on that. That might be inaccurate. But... Uh, since he got to Dawson in 2014, like I said, they haven't missed the playoffs. He's got a 59 and three, uh, 59 and 30, sorry record, and that they're just they're strong. We we are going to be facing a tough competition. They've only uh, given up one touchdown this year, outscoring their opponents heavily, and they are favored by 19 over us this weekend. That's that's a lot of ground to make up, um, but uh, we taught a lot with you know. Chris Williams is sitting off air talking about how things, you know, never know what can, what can happen. It's high school football. It's not uh, predetermined. So uh, Pickens of course, will be looking to kind of make a statement. And I think they can do that just by being competitive in this game.
0: I do, too. It'll be uh, interesting to watch. I, I'm excited about making the trip to Dawsonville uh, just, uh, you know, 25, 30 minutes down the road. But uh, uh, a place we don't uh, have not seen during our broadcasting career and very against a very strong quality opponent. You know, of course, we hope the Dragons fare well. And I hope they will take this bye week to kind of regroup and try and at least, like you said, be put together a competitive matchup on Friday. We'll see. We'll have coverage uh, as far as uh, the Tigers go, what are some of the notable players you're wanting to look for on Friday night? You think we'll see a lot of action out of? Well,
1: I'm just going to, I'm going to give you one. Um, and that is, that's the running back, Cade Molador He's a senior. He's had several strong games this season. That that Dawson is going to be a very physical team. Uh, so that running the ball, they're going to do that over and over and over. Um, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm taking a lot of this. Actually, taking a lot. I'll give him his credit from Chris Williams. You know, we haven't talked a lot about uh, two big absences for the Dragons: uh, Caleb Nicholson, Caleb, both Caleb's Caleb Taylor. Uh, two more physical presences on the team, and I think in this game uh, that physicality is is going to be missed. And I look for Molador, uh, a lot of guys on, on that offensive line for Dalton. will have all them shout out for them. That they, they, I'm a. I, there's no no opinion in this. I think they're going to be a a stronger team just physically than we are. I and mean, we will have to look uh, to make up for that in, in other areas if we
0: want to compete. Part of that too, I think, could go back to Coach Maxwell's kind of playbook. His design off off the uh, record. Uh, Chris Williams telling us a little about his style historically over the last. 25 years has been ground and pound ground and pound yes. you know wear exactly. out your opponent it's and very
1: old school um i mean we talked about he's he's been a head coach since since 1994 that's nearly as long as i have been alive he's looking he's coming up on 30 years just as a head coach so he is going to be uh more old school type offense where we talk a lot about the new age a spread and that sort of thing his will more resemble kind of a, a i don't i don't know that he's heavy triple option but it will r- resemble more of that than than it does new age spread
0: it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out uh, on friday night of course uh, we will have coverage for you all night long uh, wherever uh, you want to listen 93.7 or 981 fm as well as streaming online at WLGA Radio. Dot com. Click listen to WPGY. We'll have coverage beginning with the Northside Hospital pregame show at 7 p.m. on Friday night and live coverage starting with kickoff at 7.30. Stay with us. Appreciate you tuning in to this week's Dragon Football Weekly brought to you by our sponsor, Appalachian Gun Range. We want to thank all of our sponsors that make this coverage of Pickens football uh, available to you, the fans, this fall season. I'm Tucker Green alongside Jess Walker. Take care, and we'll see you on Friday night.